a good Erev Shabbos, dear friends. We are in Parshish Mishpatim, following on the heels of the Sersa Dibris, the giving of the Torah. As we know, of course, Rashi in the beginning of the Parsha tells us, Ve'ele ha-mishpatim. Ve'ele comes to connect the mishpatim that we're going to be discussing this Parsha with the Sersa Dibris. The Midrash tells us that not only is the Sersa Dibris followed by Mishpatim, but it is also preceded by Mishpatim. And that is analogous to a queen that when she goes out to the marketplace, she walks with a soldier in front of her and a soldier behind her. So we'll try to understand the concept of Mishpatim, how to relate to Mishpat in the Torah and uh, what that relationship is of Mishpatim to the Aser Sadibrus, to the Matan Torah, to the Queen and her royalty. And I want to preface this by saying that many people have a much easier time connecting and appreciating the Aser Sadibrus and the beauty, the royalty of Maimed Harsinai, Hashem speaking to us, it's really, really inspiring, uh, awesome moment. And then many of those same people have a difficult time relating to the parshas of Mishpatim. So perhaps for this very reason is the Midrash pointing out for us that this is like a queen who walks with a soldier in front of her and a soldier behind her. And the soldiers, of course, are there to do a very different job than regular soldiers. You have soldiers marching, so those are scary because they, they might be, they might attack a place, they might ransack a place, who knows what they might do. But here, these two soldiers are a part of the honor of the queen. They're not going to be attacking anyone. The soldiers are here as a part of the beauty and the royalty of the queen. So what is the beauty and the royalty of the Mishpatim that precede and follow the Maimad Harsinai? So first of all, Rav Tzadok brings a Midrash that says Mishpat that is mercy and in fact over here by us the Midrash brings Posek and Mishle Orech Tzedakah Ahalech in the way of charity or justice I will walk the Torah says what path am I going to be walking on in the midst of the pathways of judgment so that a person shouldn't say that maybe I'm going to trip up in the rules of the Torah and I'm going to be punished for it in a, in a way that I'm not I'm going to be destroyed I'm not going to be able to 
persevere. I'm not going to be able to overcome this. Who can uh, who can fix up something that's already happened that's negative in the past? Mi yachol lutakin asher yovas. How who can rectify something that's already been perverted? Lazos haftacha Torah so. Torah comes along and says, "Ani mahal, ani mechaleches besoch sivus mishpat." I'm walking in the midst of paths of justice, and that is a very big eye-opening understanding. If there would not be a pathway of judgment, a pathway of being held accountable for what we've done, then any mistakes that we would do would accumulate to the point that there would be no hope for people. No one is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. And if those mistakes are not repairable, then we're in big trouble. So the Midrash says the solution is the Torah walks in paths of judgment. And judgment is mercy. Because judgment that Hashem judges the Jewish people is a process of rectification. It's a process of helping us to get back on the road of helping us to reconnect to the to the beauty and the and the closeness of the Torah. And that's back to the analogy that we said with the queen and the two accompanying soldiers. A queen without the soldiers would not be a queen in the regard that she wouldn't have the honor. You wouldn't be able to relate properly to her if not for the soldiers that are there. So the soldiers are really helping us to relate to her as a queen. If a person were to violate different aspects of the Torah and there was no judgment, then the entire Torah would be blemished in his eyes in an irreconcilable way. And with every transgression, the covered of the Torah would be diminished further and further and it would no longer be the Maimed Harsina would no longer be the, the voice of Hashem, the Kolos and Brokim, the thunder and the blowing of the shofar that we heard at Harsina. So for that, it's necessary the Mishpatim, the Mishpatim that preceded and the Mishpatim that follow it. Because with that, it's restored the honor, it, it maintains, it protects the honor of the queen. And that is ultimately a process of rectification to save us from uh, irreconcilably damaging our relationship with the Kodesh Baruch with the Torah, with the Pneumius, with the closeness, with the Dveikus that we all so much want. um, Pasek in Yirmiyahu says, I, Hashem, know the thoughts 
that I've thought regarding you. And these are Machshavu Sholom, Vololara, thoughts of peace and not for bad. Losis Lachem, Achris Vitikva, to give you an, an end, a final uh, destination. Uh, uh, you should be successful where you're going. And Tikva and a hope. And the Gemorian Titan says, What is it referring to? It's referring to the column and the clay pishtim, the date palms and the garments of linen. What date palms and the garments of linen are we talking about? So the Tzaddik says it's a clear allusion to the Babylonian exile. The Gibor Psachim says on Pei Zion, the Jewish people were exiled to Bovel in order that they should eat dates and toil in Torah. What does eating dates have to do with toiling in Torah? So, the Yerushalmi says that mini misika mergelis aloshen la Torah. Eating delicacies, eating sweet things habituates a person's tongue for the learning of Torah. So the Kodesh Baruch who exiled us to Bovel so that we should toil in Torah while eating dates. In other words, it's a training ground. The, we know the, all the best dates come from over there, the, what are they called, the, the Majorno dates, I think, or something like this. Big, fat, juicy dates. So Kodesh Baruch who wanted that we should develop a time for the Torah, the, an appreciation for the Torah, like we know Chazal tell us that Amman why was the land destroyed? Why was the Jewish people exiled in, in the Churban Bayez Rishon? It's because they didn't make a Birkas Torah. In other words, Maral explains it means we didn't see HaKadosh Baruch behind the Torah. We didn't learn the Torah properly. We didn't learn the Torah with enough appreciation, perhaps. So, if you that, it would be beautiful. So, what did Hashem do? He exiled us to Bovel, that we should be able to eat dates while learning Torah, so that the sweet, meaty dates should teach us how to appreciate the Torah and rectify that original mistake. That's the, uh, that's the concept of Mishpatim, to fix up any mistakes that we make, Bez Hashem, that way we'll be able to maintain the honor, the greatness, the grandeur, the royalty of the Maimed Har Sinai. And uh, with that, maybe we can all learn to appreciate that the soldiers that precede and follow the Queen are not a military thing, it's not a scary thing, but it's really a part of the covered the honor of the queen of the revelation that we had in our Sinai. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos.